This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Hi, my name is Brian Hall, and welcome to the second episode of the Theology Gaming Book Club, where we don't play books, we play games, because you don't play books. You read Anyways, <laughs> today I have uh, Miss Owner and Proprietor of TheologyGaming.com, Mr. Uh, Zachary Oliver. Yay! Yay! Also with with me is the uh, Mr. Incredible, Justin. Wagger. Wagger. Swagger. Swagger. (laughs) Someone call my name. (laughs) Yes, yes, we called your name, Justin. Um, Today we're going to be talking about Chrono Trigger again. And since we recorded last time, uh, Game Church has written an article on just there. They've been doing a playthrough of the game. And they wrote an article just kind of on their impressions so far. And just in reading over the article, it was interesting. You should check it out at GameChurch.com. Just some impressions that we've had from reading it is ultimately it looks like, and and Justin, this may just come out of left field for you, but Zach and I were talking, and it just kind of seems like they're looking for something that video games cannot provide. And, And what do video games, so I want to ask you guys a question. What do video games provide when you play? Hmm. Uh, who do you want to ask first? Justin, go ahead. You you are the creator of video games. Uh, yeah. Um, Maybe the internet. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a side job. Be like the Black Al Gore. I don't. I don't know who you are. Al <laughs> <laughs> Gore. Uh, so. Climate change. <laughs> Black Gore. <laughs> that is the name of superhero from He Man somewhere. I don't know. Um, my mom something. wouldn't let me watch that. She thought it was evil. <laughs> Just FYI. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, well, Jerry uh, so so what games provide? You said what? What do games provide? Hmm. I, I think they provide. Um. I think they provide an escape, but also an introduction into something else. Hmm. Continue. Um, escape. So okay. Um, escape meaning that I can escape from uh, the dullness sometimes of reality, and I can mm-hmm. introduce myself into something amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think that's where games really can take off is to be and to enter something that is amazing um, that we don't get to necessarily experience in our lives unless we're actually intentional about doing it. So um, that's where I think games um, really go to another, a, di- a different kind of level into the because it, because they are interactive. It, you can take the place of this of this. You can you can introduce yourself into this other reality that's more exciting and more interesting and more. Uh, visceral and more a lot of different things based on what the creator themselves are wanting you to experience so that's where I think games specifically can provide something that's a lot more interesting than any other medium because you can kind of project yourself onto a character on screen if you're relatable to that character but um, there is a certain amount of I am watching this I am relating to this character but I ha- have no participation in this. Hmm. Okay. 
And, and that was going to be my follow-up question to the first one. It's it's about character. You, you know, you projecting yourself onto the avatar. Um, in the Game Church article, uh, each uh, writer came, kind of came to a different co- conclusion. One of them talked about how they thought that the overall the characters in Chrono Trigger, their optimism so far in the game up until the point that we're at, um, it hasn't been realistic. Another uh, writer thought that the characters uh, had emotional baggage slash what he called daddy issues. <laughs> And then the final one, he just he just thought that maybe there was going to be some sort of Doc Brown Back to the Future time paradox for all the crazy stuff that they've been doing up until this point. Um, oh, and our point what? is before Magus's Castle, so no spoilers beyond that. <laughs> so, so the question is, Justin, when you play Chrono Trigger and you're playing as Chrono, do you project yourself onto the character? Do you actually become Chrono somehow? I mean, do you th- in your mind is he somehow something, or do you just play him as a link, you know, into the game world? Um, I would say more of a link because, um, I never have been able to really relate or take the, the sign of protagonist because personally, for me, they look so much different than I do. <laughs> um, because I'm like, well, this is a, you know. This is a ginger, <laughs> you know. What I'm saying, I'm about, I'm about as far away from a ginger as I could possibly get. You also don't uh, look like a super saiyan, right? 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 A, a ginger super saiyan. So, <laughs> um, just in terms of that kind of projection, I think, but I think the link is the proper word for it. Um, I do feel a link between because you're interacting with the characters and everything. So there's a link that goes beyond even what your avatar's um, is like or whatever. So I feel a strong link with the characters, um, and uh, and I think though to just kind of you know add to what you're saying in terms of the article, um, there does seem to be this weird kind of almost movement where if anything at all detracts from the gaming experience or whatever, like reviewers are like docking points. Or, or they're getting mad about and it is kind of that weird question of what do you expect a game to do because it mm-hmm. seems to be this thing where like society or maybe the players are wanting to truly go somewhere completely different and as far away from reality as they possibly can and that says something more about where the culture is and right now more than it says about the state of gaming yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm I think, like how far do you want to go down the, down down the rabbit hole? And, and it seems that they want to go a lot further than what we even thought what we would want to go back in the day. So it's kind of weird. Yeah, I think people <laughs> want video games to be movies, pretty much. I think that's a pretty fair assessment. See, I don't know though. I, I, I think yeah, they. I don't, I don't know. I think they want them to be movies, or at least some segment of the journalist enterprise wants them to be movies because movies were the last quote-unquote artistic medium that arrived on the scene and we're just kind of borrowing techniques that's why games are kind of have those cinematic camera angles or they do that i mean a lot of the ones that sell the most money call of duty assassin's creed the batman stuff i mean those are the cinematic games and those are the ones that sell the most i mean that's pretty obvious other than mobile games which is a whole nother thing but the reason why they want it to be like that is because they want it to be an art form and that's how they're going to sell it to you. They're going to sell it to you like it's a movie plus a game. And then 
if you play the game and you see the movie sequences, it's going to get you more related to the characters. But that's not necessarily how it works. Like, well, let me and let me let me. I've been playing Tomb Raider, the reboot lately, and it's a game that I absolutely love and I absolutely hate at the same time. Uh, mechanically, the game is tighter than I don't know what. But the storyline and what they force me to watch with Laura in the cutscenes is a completely different. It almost feels completely different than the mechanics of the game, if that makes sense. It's a total disconnect in the game. It's driving me nuts, but I'm going to complete it. Yeah, there's, oh, just, a, there's just this dichotomy between here is story and here is the, well, the gameplay, if you want to say it that way, too. So they're separate. And what they want to do is that they want you to, by playing the game, get more into the story. You know, like, you see the dramatic arc, and then the dramatic arc suddenly plays out through what you do in the game, right? So Lara Croft becomes more and more powerful as you go along, right? Now she's shooting Mm -hmm. guns, she's shooting people in the head with a bow and arrow, she's becoming Mm -hmm. a strong, independent woman, and then in the story, you suddenly don't control her, and then Lara Croft is different than the character you thought you were playing. Well, especially at the point where I was, I'm going to spoil here. Um, she's become totally awesome. At this point, she starts screaming at people, I'm coming for you. And it's, it's pretty funny. So she'll do that. And then all of a sudden, in one of the cutscenes, um, the helicopter had blown up. She'd just been brought back to life. And her mentor, all of a sudden, she's hugging him. And her mentor all of a sudden gets an axe chucked into his back. <laughs> and it was a totally preventable deal where uh, he ended up having another set of guns on him. And he could have fought the... Uh, enemy off and he didn't it just it felt so scripted um and it didn't feel true to it just didn't feel true to her she would have pulled the gun off him and started just blowing the crap out of the guy yeah in that moment and that's who she is at this point in the game and all of a sudden they made her weak again and it's like what's going on yeah and you can't affect the outcome even though you know that you personally believe that laura croft is a pretty strong character who blows stuff up because that's what i've been doing the whole time and there was no way for me to quick time event it where I could press triangle or I, I couldn't even press square to save anybody. It just, it made me mad. So I don't know. So there is a disconnect, I guess, in this case with Tomb Raider where my link into the game world is somehow it's damaged just a little bit and it's not clear. Yeah. Where's and that's like, what I'm disliking about the game. Whereas like Chrono in Chrono Trigger is silent. So not necessarily that you're playing as him, but you're using mm-hmm. him as kind of your vehicle into like playing around with the game mechanics and seeing the story and exploring this world that is kind of like ours, but not really in, in strange, vast time periods, which is really cool. <laughs> so when we talked earlier, Zach, about what do video games provide? What, I mean, what do you ultimately look for in a video game? You brought up three things, which was uh, you see exploration in them, uh, observation, and then also wonder. You want to elaborate just a little bit? In terms of observation, I want to elaborate specifically. By observation, I don't mean passive observation. I mean you're actively exploring. So, and you're actively observing, and you're actively wondering at what they have in the game. So, Mm -hmm. if you're thinking about, like... So, basically, all games are fun. Fun is the joy of winning while mastering fair game dynamics. Chrono Trigger has a lot of these weird things. So it yep. has strange mini games. It has like battle. It has like figuring out where to go next, <laughs> which requires you to talk to a lot of townspeople. And all this is is fun, right? It's all you are all actively doing this. 
Every once in a while, it does a story sequence, which you don't control, to provide context for the events that are going to happen later, but never enough that, or obtrusive enough, that you kind of have this weird disconnect that you get with modern games. There's no so when you're, when yeah. you're playing the game, Zach, do you project that time when you went to Disney World with your family when you were five and you didn't get the Mickey Mouse doll? Uh, I mean, no. do, you, do you project your emotions on I, Chrono as a character? No, I don't at all. <laughs> okay, I'm just making sure. Yeah, in fact, half the time, I don't even remember Chrono's there, other than the fact that he is an assemblage of useful abilities that I need to get through the game. He does have an awesome sword, too. Yeah, and he uh, can blow stuff up really good. And he's a ginger. (laughs) (laughs) Which is something I will never be. So I I guess it's a form of role playing, huh? Huh? That's good. That's good, Justin. Yeah, it's a role playing game. Yeah, but (laughs) the thing about role playing games is that they give you the opportunity to do what you want. To be a ginger. Yeah. Well, if you want to be an explosive ginger with a sword, you can cast (laughs) lightning spells. Yes. This is your game. <laughs> Antipode. I hadn't thought of the ginger mode, Justin, until you brought that up. That's it's pretty awesome. You're welcome. I don't think this is super <laughs> ginger mode, but we'll have to find out. So, so Justin, what's your personal history with Chrono Trigger? How many times have you played it? How many times have you ever completed it? Just what, what are your overall thoughts without ruining anything for me and making me cry? Okay. Um, don't make me cry. So when everyone dies, I mean, oh, gosh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a boiler. <laughs> Spoiler. Okay, okay. <laughs> let me start. Let me back up. Let me back up. But the giant meteor comes out and kills everyone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Again, again. I'm being for that. Okay. But you um, suck, man. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my experience with Tron Sugar is very, very beloved. Um, I remember when it came out. My brother got it for like I think it was like ninety dollars when it came out. Something ridiculous like that. Maybe like seventy? No, seventy or not or eighty. Sixty-five or to I would say sixty-five to eighty dollars, somewhere in that range. Earthbound was ninety, right? That's because it came with a guide, though. Okay, continue. Anyway, Sorry, uh, um, but like <laughs> had to make that more specific. Right? <laughs> <clears throat> but um, so um, but yeah, I remember when I when my brother got it because my brother bought the Babbages. You remember that? You were G. Totally. Yeah. So my brother got one of the Babbages, and he went ahead and got it, and uh, I was so excited for it because, I mean, for me. Like, I knew the game was going to be awesome itself. Um, but for me, the aesthetics of it, the fact that it looked like Toriyama, uh, it, had that, it had that Toriyama just, I don't know, flair to it. Because um, I hadn't really experienced, like, Dragon Ball Z quite yet. If, if I'd known by back then that this is just a Dragon Ball Z palette swap, it's like, <laughs> these these hair, this hair goes with this character, goes, these eyes, Yamcha's eyes, and then... Chrono's hair, and then, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the way that Toriyama does his artwork for the most part. Um, but something about that just looked really interesting and amazing and exciting. And um, I remember that I really couldn't wait to, like, play the game as this character who looked awesome, right? Um, as, as Just from an aesthetic design point. Kind of, this character looks awesome. I want to be like this character. I want to, I can't want to control this character. Um, mm-hmm. So... Finally get home and everything, and um, I guess over the weekend, because we weren't allowed to play during the weekdays, otherwise we would fail school. Um, <laughs> but um, playing that game was just so much fun, and it was anything but a typical story uh, in its entirety. Um, they hyped up Lavos so much. 
Um, and he kind of freaked me out when I was a kid, too. Like, when he first pops out um, in the year 2023 or whatever it is. No, no, no. Not, not, I mean, he, they do this, the, the cinematic from 1999, right? Yeah. And, that, and like, Lavos pops out of um, the ground. And this is really intimidating. It's yeah, really exciting to, you know, like, what's, like, what's it like to, be fight, to fight that thing? And um, is this all the experiences of trying to fight Lavos and all that good stuff that went into it, all the twists and turns that went through it is, I was like, I love this game. I love this game. So I played it at least, like, I don't know how many times, maybe six, almost seven, maybe ten times, I think. Um, but I do, I do remember that I maxed out my level on my character, so, like, I completed that game. Like, I finished that game all the way through. And, um, including the game, the programmer's ending on it and everything, so... I am a thorough fan of Corn Trigger. I absolutely have the fondest memories of that game. Um, How'd you get to level 99? I think that's my question. <laughs> I think what I did was... Um, well, I mean, there would be, spoil- like, be spoilers involved in that, but uh, basically some enemies you can fight towards the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you can just grind those guys and forever. <laughs> that's exactly what I did. Because it's I- hard I to, to see- grind in Chrono Trigger. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When well, you want to get the good stuff, you go ahead and grind. So, <laughs> but you know, and, and new new game plus made it easier to get it to get back into it because, like, um, that's where all the secrets kind of reveal themselves. Yeah, um, true enough. Yeah, so um, it was just so much fun. So many different ways to do it. So many times, to me- so many ways to mess with the timeline, and so many secrets to find it and it was just it's just an amazing like very thorough deep game where you actually discover something you feel like you actually did discover something it's just fantastic I actually loved it cool now you've made me realize that I've never looked at what level Chrono is or any of the party members for that matter I don't care it's probably one of the first RPGs I've ever played where the levels don't matter to me at least they don't yet Hmm. I've just been having I've just been having fun it seriously just like does not matter you don't even have to grind at all. <laughs> right, right. For some of the uh, so for some of the secrets or whatever, um, like some of the harder bosses, you have to kind of grind. Like if you want to get like new, or is it new or move? I forget what the name was, but if you want to get this, you know, boss, and you had to do like level ninety nine or ridiculous like that. If you want to find him, so um, just stuff like that. But because I, as, I am uh, level like twenty ish. And I feel way overpowered. Maybe it's just me. Or maybe I've just been through the game too many times at this point. Or, what, or maybe well, no, it is just a, you. Yeah, yeah, you and your smell. No, um, maybe I'm super powerful. <laughs> just my brain is just conquering this be. game. It's weird. But, but, but there, is a, there is a reason why uh, the flow of that game is so good. It's because you can actually... Because I saw an article on this on Game Sutra. And I've actually tried to take um, steps from this in my own game. Is that when you have the enemies laid out specifically at specific times and specific interactions, you can pretty much set the pace of what level the character is going to be at based on the experience points that they need to be in order to just, you know, go through the game. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, it can yeah. basically, you can dictate the flow just by right. enemy placement and levels right. and whatever. Right, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's so with random encounters. That's why you had to kind of grind with random encounters. With this, you can specifically say that you know they need to be this strong in order to get to this point in the game, and um, you can go ahead and arbitrarily and, and, and set that in stone because at these points you'll run into a, an enemy 
and you'll fight. So, yeah, and that's how MMOs work. I mean, kind of the same thing, right? We can block off areas according to um, enemy level. Or am I totally off base? Thinking. <laughs> I don't process, so I don't know. No. What? Justin. I, I don't. He doesn't play I, I, MMOs. There's no. Okay, pause. So, don't really pause, but <laughs> Justin, you never played World of Warcraft at all? No. Um, I knew that the way that I am, that I would lose my life if I were to get into MMO. Because the, yeah, the yeah. appeal of it was so exciting to me, I was like, you know what? If I start this, um, this will start something to where I will lose all productivity in my life, and I will just play God. these games forever. So therefore, I yeah. e- elected to not do the MMO RPG, huh. which was smart. Zach still I already knew up. it was over. It was going to be over if I, <laughs> if I did it. Well, I quit WoW a couple months ago just because no expansion in the near horizon, and I'm. I was kind of bored, so. Yeah, just just curious. I I played him for years, and then I finally have gotten to where being married and having a kid is just time just doesn't work out for that anymore. If I can't press pause on a game, it's done. You know. <laughs> well, Dark Souls and every single Souls game is out. <laughs> I I have to be able to either pause. The game also has to load up quickly. And um, I really can't play co-op because if I do, someone else is relying on me and it's it's over. So MMOs are out for me, which is sad, but life goes on, right? Yeah. Maybe oh, it doesn't. I don't, oh, I don't know. Let's go back to Chrono Trigger. Uh, what do you guys think about the boundless optimism of every single person in the cast? Oh, very weird. <laughs> <laughs> really? It, well, I mean, like... It's awesome. I love it. It, it, it is, but at the same time, kind of like... I don't know. That whole interaction of, hey, we just saw a giant crustacean um, (laughs) murder the entire planet, right? Let's go out and kill it. Yeah, would you react the same way? What are you talking about? Nothing makes sense in this game. I was good with it. I'm like, let's just go kill him. That sounds cool. I mean, how does Chrono even know how to use a sword? I mean, (laughs) think about how insane this game is. Wooden sword to, you know, destroying the apocalypse monster. Yeah. Just saying the apocalypse monster is that. No! <laughs> yes, of course we would. <laughs> Get out of here. Idea, of course. We, no. we know exactly what we'd do. <sighs> if we met a frog humanoid like creature, we would help him rescue a princess. I would. Yeah, totally. Sign totally. me up. Let's go. Let's go. No. I'm sorry, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. (laughs) But it's a video game, right? It's supposed to be about fun. So, you know, Chrono Trigger is fun. It is. It is. Is it? Is it? Yes, it is. Shush. So, up until this point, uh, Zach, do you care to recap where we are? Uh, What happened between the... We got to the end of time the first time. That makes yeah. We got to the end of time for the first time, which doesn't sound confusing at all. No, it doesn't sound confusing at all. <laughs> then no. we got magic. Then we went to 600 AD to fight Zombor, and then we went up to Denodoro Mountains to get the Mazamune. Then we went back in time to 65 million BC to get the Dreamstone. 
and figure Which out. Seemed really pointless, by the way, as a um, just a level as a whole. And there's like lizard creatures there that are fighting against humans. Human yeah, I just, lizard I killed creatures. everything. Yeah, that becomes they important later, and I'm not going to say anything about it. But <laughs> fine. Uh, <laughs> nothing introduced in this game is innocuous. So. So you go there, you get the Dreamstone, then you go back, and then you repair it, and then we go to give the Mazamune to Frog, and he feels confident enough to go and kill Magus because he killed Cyrus, who was his mentor and friend. I just want to say that the whole backstory with um, Cyrus and the Frog Dude it seemed kind of random all of a sudden. Oh, it was did, there. Did you guys think so at all? Well, did you talk to all the people? They're always talking about Cyrus and how awesome he is. And then that, that he's gone. That's true. Yeah. It's just all of a sudden they cut to this cutscene. I'm like, wait, wait, wait what's, what's going on? Yeah, well, because I guess the game it doesn't do that that often. Well, he's showing you. The game is showing you and not telling you right outright that like Glenn and Cyrus weren't, you know, friends. Yeah. But, but how did t- they emotionally feel? They didn't tell like Frog. What, they didn't tell you that Frog's no. real name was Glenn, did they? Uh, yeah, up his until name's that Glenn. point, he's awesome. Did they tell they you did. that? No, they had. Yeah, right. So they didn't like tell you explicitly, but you just kind of got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool, right? They didn't say, my name is Glenn, right? I have this big flashback sequence. <laughs> right, right. He just kind of touched the um, touched the wall and um, just remembered my, my, my homie. <laughs> <laughs> um, my homie Cyrus. <laughs> my homie forever. Now, what's cool, though, too, is that um, <laughs> the whole splitting of the mounting thing, um, if you have... Oh, it was, it was awesome. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's so epic. Of kid blew, that blew my face off. My face had to be put back together like Humpty Dumpty. It was just all I was going to say, did it come back? That's good. Yes, it did. Yeah, it's no, the prettiest it ever was. My nostalgia so, blasted my face when I, when I saw that <laughs> It was like, this is so awesome. I like fist pumped and everything. Now, um, I remember the uh, PlayStation version and then the the DS version have a little cutscene um involved in that scene which was so they okay. have an animated cutscene yeah it's kind of neat yeah i'm not sure what i think about the cutscenes it's kind of neat i mean yeah. i mean they just kind of insert them in and they don't replace the scene that was originally right? there that's what's <laughs> weird about it i don't get that just get yeah. rid of that part of the scene yeah it's like it's like okay so they had this setup to where you know Glenn's about to um, or frog. This is a this is a this is a lazy name. So I'm gonna call him Glenn from now on. Where Glenn cuts the mountain in half. So that animated cutscene and it's all flashy and cool, made by Bird Studio, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, you know, and then they repeat the same scene in game. Yeah, yep. I, I didn't understand why they were doing that. It now, made me laugh. It it was it was I think for me it was kind of interesting because. As a maybe it was for the purists, I don't know. It was either lazy or for the purists because it's like, okay, you replaced my favorite scene with this stupid cutscene. So let's give it to you both. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's kind of more imagination in the original scenes because you just kind of yes. had to figure out what was happening. Yeah. And, and it's pretty clear, I mean, what what is happening. He's like got his big sword and he's slashing it in half because he's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And he's getting over his like struggles you know what i mean like every character in this game ends up doing something similar to that like i have an issue i my brain you know oh cutscene. i solved it (laughs) after a long bitter struggle the bitter struggle lasts about 10 minutes in game time (laughs) 
So, so what comes next then after cutting a mountain? How how much more epic could you get? Oh, you have no idea. Yes, oh, you no. do have no idea. The story threads are about to link together, and it will be marvelous when you see it. Cool. Yeah. Well, as okay. long as you're so paying attention. So that's where we are. I went into Magus Magus's castle uh, just for a few seconds because I was ready to quit that night. And I got into a battle, and I noticed that they stopped the battle music uh, during the battle, and it was just creepy and eerie. Yeah, it's supposed and to be. <laughs> it's, but it's the first time that they've ever played with the sound design like that. And it was real subtle, and I, I was surprised by it. I, I liked it. Yeah, that continues through that whole thing. Just, it's a really long dungeon. Just yeah. about, my, my, wife was, my wife was listening to me play, and she's like, the music in this is really good. She, she just said she could see herself listening to it during the day or something like that. And I, she, she listens to a lot of the games that I play because usually she's doing something else. So for her, it's, that's high praise. She absolutely hates uh, Mass Effect for the uh, Krogan guy that screams, I am Krogan all the time. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he mentioned Mass Effect and she's like, uh-uh. Anyways, so Chrono Trigger, wife approved. Well, of course it has a great soundtrack, so. Yeah, yes, yes, Nori does a, does a fantastic job as, as always. That's, That's one of his first. best ones. It's his first one. Is it for his first? What yeah. other games has he done? He demanded that he be. He did um, what do you call it? Sound Zeno planning. Gears. He did sound planning for Square, and then he was like, <laughs> "Well, unless you promote me to composer, I'm gonna leave the company." So they just slapped him onto Chrono Trigger, and the rest is history. Yeah, what a team, though. Yeah, like that team was just unbelievable. Like. I mean, they couldn't repeat the same magic with Blue Dragon, but at the same time, like, I don't know, something about that magic they had together, you know, it was just like, wow, they just made this yeah. <laughs> stunning art, this stunning thing. So, uh, Justin, do you think for- do you think any of the characters have daddy issues? Daddy issues? Or some kind of emotional problems? <laughs> because that's what the Game Church article seems to imply. I'll see... <laughs> this this is a game this is a game back in the 90s that knew it was a game you know what I mean that, this is why you can go and say hey let's go kill Lavos you know what I'm saying like you are a teenager what <laughs> are yeah you, but what? it knows it's a game that's the yeah, point it, right it knows it's a game so to interject anything too deep into it um, cause I've heard that theory before, I think. Um, but to in, but to interject anything else into that um, is fun and everything. But as far as you know, them having like daddy issues, especially when the translations of things were so bad back then, right? Well, <laughs> like, like is pretty. Like, good. No one cared. Chrono <laughs> <laughs> Triggers is a pretty good translation, actually. Yeah, it is, it is. It's better than it's better than many I've seen. Like certainly better than Breath of Fire too. <laughs> oh yeah, that was just like not even it, it was not even in English, literally. <laughs> Some of the stuff you would just say like it would be like confounding sentences. <laughs> yeah, in very very large text, which made it even worse. Like everyone was shouting, <laughs> "Hello, hello, how are you doing?" Whoa, Brad, everything in Gosh. But anyway, but but the daddy issue thing. Um, let's see here, Luca. Oh, oh, oh. Kind of. Don't say anything. <laughs> no, 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 don't say anything. So I'm, 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 I'm thinking of it right now. So Luca... Yeah. I mean, Frog uh, has his issues with his mentor, I guess. You mean Glenn. Glenn. Yeah. Glenn has issues. 
just I just call him Frog anyway. It, Frog Glenn. Okay, Marl has problems with her parents because she doesn't want to be a princess. Princess mm-hmm. Jasmine. Uh, well, she's good. she has the outfit on actually. Close. I'm telling you, she's that's who I think <laughs> she is. She's Bulma. She's not anything else other than. Bulma. <laughs> um. Uh, what else? Who else, who else is in it? Uh, Robo. Well, I guess his creator. But oh that's, no! But that's, oh, go ahead. He's like Data from Star Trek. He has a creator. I mean, that was oh. kind of obvious from being a robot, though. Oh no! But yeah, but I guess I guess it is kind of except for. One other thing, which I care not to spoil, I'm not going to oh. talk about it. <laughs> but no, like, um, if you think about it, though, it's all authority issues. And what anime does not have young people having authority issues? Yeah, and then overcoming them within ten minutes. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, give me one anime. <laughs> that's a that's a shonen anime geared for that audience because games in Japan are specifically geared towards a certain audience, and it's usually kids. Yeah. Um. And tell me about how one of these animes does not show the power of youth <laughs> and the and the rise over the uh, tyranny of authority in some way. Like they all do that, so it's not so much daddy issues; just that fathers represent authority figures there, um, but not always. Like I mean, Robo. I mean, he has. You know, basically his programming and what he's programmed to uh, to be. So it's like, I don't think it's anything like that. It's, it's, that's the authority that, he, that that that's over their life. And the king, for you know, it's only like a father and a king. You know, it's like we had that dichotomy between the two of them. And it's just kind of like, okay, I'm not going to re really, really super rebel. And um, Chrono seems to be the only one that's really free to do what he wants to do because you know, it's like. Where's my dad? You yeah, know what I'm saying? But like, his mother doesn't care. Apparently not. His mother doesn't care where he goes. Nope. <laughs> he must have family problems at home. Yes, because he's a ginger and they're not real people. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's because Isn't... you're the player you're the character. You know, you're you're supposed to be Chrono, I guess. So it doesn't really matter. So they didn't want to restrict what you can actually do. Right. So because that, there's I, no you I can no authority fill, issues. Yeah. You can fill in the context. Right, right. So, I think that's all that is that it is, and and at at the end of the day, it's just that typical anime trope of, you know, um, gosh, that really irritating. <laughs> gosh, this that that trope itself just irritates me now. Now you got me thinking about it. Now I'm just going. About well, I, I, well, I like it so. <laughs> I think yeah. it's a fun game full of fun things that do lots of fun. And the story is pretty good, too. It is. It's at yeah. least interesting. I think it's because it's actually written by a person who is a writer. And that's not really a thing that happens in video games. Like, Well, it doesn't happen in video games well without splitting the story and the game completely to pieces. You know what I mean? Like, right. here is the story part. Here is the game part. Whereas in Chrono Trigger, it's more like, well, the story and the game do complement each other as you go through. Even if you're not paying attention. I mean, if you read all the dialogue boxes and you talk to all the townspeople and you're paying attention, it ends up kind of paying off a lot. You know, this foreshadowing illusion and all that kind of thing. As Jessa will know, because he's actually writing a game himself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it does such a good job just in general of I don't know. That game is just ahead of its time. It really, really is. 
thing was way ahead of its time, I think. Yeah, and uh, and then nobody did anything that it did ever again. <laughs> yeah, because I, I was actually watching something on um on the Jim Sterling show. Um, he's one of those commentators. He's very smarmy, I guess maybe the way to put it. I don't know. But anyway, um, he was um talking about how Square Enix publicly saying, "Oh, we didn't know that you guys like turn based." RPGs because the Bravely Default it sold so well. <laughs> we didn't know you liked JRPGs, <laughs> and I'm like, well, duh. And everyone was just kind of stunned. Like, are you kidding me? They wanted the kidding? big bucks. Yeah, and, and then kind of brought, brought and then kind of brought the question of who told you that we don't? Why, why did you fix any of this stuff? I don't understand. Who was telling you to fix this? I don't know. Right. Somebody. So, so I was like, you have this. This shiny example of this amazing, amazing RPG that to this day is still like good mechanically, um, good story-wise. It's interesting, good design, great music. It's like the pinnacle of this of a, of a turn-based RPG that works on so many different levels. And because Square was like, let's go ahead and start to fix this. Like, bruh, it didn't need to be fixed. What's going on? Of course, like, unfortunately, well, Chrono Trigger, the re-releases did not sell as well as the original game. Yeah, that's a shame, too. Yeah, like, that they sold, like, really badly. Yeah, well, I mean, like, the first re-release they had was for, what, PlayStation 1, and, you know, like, I guess at that at that point in time, like, Final Fantasy VII came out and just obliterated everything. No one, no one even wanted to think about anything different than Final Fantasy VII for a time. Yeah. So, you re-release Chrono Trigger at that, in that climate... It's like okay, whatever. We we moved on to more sophisticated things like Final Fantasy VII, and and um, and then the the one for the DS is like made for the DS. I'm like, um, I don't know. Like, I wish they had sold more, and I wish that there was a bigger deal with that. Kind of because they did the same thing with with um, Earthbound. This kind of this kind of re-released Earthbound like quietly. Like, here's Earthbound. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't understand that either. It's like, right, wouldn't right. you want to shout like, that from the, the heavens? So what? Wouldn't you want to shout that from the heavens? Like, buy our Wii U, play Earthbound. Right, right. Like, it's like eight dollars. Blow my mind. <laughs> yeah, that's confusing. I don't understand. No. Anyway, we all agree that Chrono Trigger is fun, and that there's really not that much to look deep into it <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, something I've been enjoying is the battle system. I've noticed yes. there's been parts where they've been forcing me to uh, pick two characters, and I can only wait. They force one character upon me, so then I have um, usually I think it's like one other character to pick. Yeah. Basically, they're forcing me to learn how to play with one of the characters, uh, and I've liked that. It kind of mixes things up a little bit. Yeah, like then they force you to play as Ayla, and they force you to play with Robo, and they force you to play with Frog a does, whole lot. Does she have a tail? No, she has the. It's the tail from whatever animal she's wearing. No, it is a okay. tail, but I, I not didn't her know. Tail. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, she, I, I, I didn't know. I... Whoa, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> it's weird looking. No, I mean that's that's Chrono Trigger in a nutshell. Um, yeah, she could have. Tail. So I mean, it's not that far fetched. So that's where we are book club wise. I guess uh, stay tuned to uh, Theology Gaming University via Facebook to find out what our next checkpoint is going to be. 
What I wanted to shift into now, though, kind of an overtime segment real quick. Justin, what is your favorite JRPG? Ooh. Uh... Oh, no. Hmm. This is a hard question. It is a hard question. Let, me, about, let, me, you, let me think about it. How about you could choose two? That way, choose two. That way, the other one won't be left out. And you can't okay. say Pick three which, if that'll make you feel yeah, better. You can't say which one is better because that's mm. really hard. That is, uh, is well, it? no, I mean it, it can it can be done. Let me let me let me let me kind of marinate on this for a second. Um, let's see here. Played so many. So, so marinate on that. I I've been thinking about picking up uh, Persona Four. Persona came out four on PSN really for ten bucks. Yeah, Persona oh. f- is well the Persona Three and Four are good. But for me, the issue is the dungeons. <laughs> they're just what'd you say? They're randomly generated. Yeah, and I, I, you know what? Some floors are not, and those floors are the best ones. But the mm-hmm. randomly generated dungeons just become very tedious and boring after a while. So, so would you recommend that I pick it up or no? I, I would say it's a tepid recommendation for you personally because they're so long. <laughs> yeah, but. I would say at least play through one of them. And I'm not okay. sure which one is better. Okay. At least That's fair. I think Persona of 3 is more frustrating just because you can't control all your party members. Mm-hmm. But Persona 4 is a little more refined than the first one, too. So, well, the okay. first of the, That's, Persona fair. 1 and 2 are totally different. Don't even. Yeah. <laughs> really old school. So, so, Justin, I'm not going to let you go here. Okay, no, no, I'm, 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 I'm for um, oh, because it's not my podcast. Um, I was, I would, I might have to say either Final Fantasy VII or Chrono Trigger. Huh. And I'll say really? Final Fantasy VII, not because you know, and I might get all this hate of yeah, you know, Final Fantasy VII and all Final Fantasy. I'm like, dude, no one, everyone who says uh, Final Fantasy VII blah is the are the same people who played it to death back in the day. So. You know, enough of the bandwagon hate. I think it's the best Final Fantasy game, even if it's not my favorite one. So that's yeah. pretty high praise. <laughs> yeah, they, they 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 did so much with the game itself, and it was so much fun. It was so different than anything that I had played. Yeah, and if you um, want to chop it into two different eras, the post-Final Fantasy VII games, seven is the best. And then the pre-Final Fantasy games, well, that's kind of a different issue. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I was—I might have to—it's—it's it's down to those two, uh, certainly, because because I I played the bejeez out of both of those games, like like Chrono Trigger, level ninety nine, completed everything, got everything I possibly can get, and was still playing. Um, and um, Final Fantasy seven, um, completely one hundred percent completed that as well. Um, Mass wow. Materia beat Ruby and Emerald <coughs> several times. You know, so I'll play those games, <laughs> both those games several times over. Um, right. Because I, I love them that much. They were just so, they were so much fun and just interesting more than anything else. I just, I, I just like the intrigue of they were doing something different. Um, and kind of in some ways still are. Even with, even with um, Seven's kind of, you know, randomness in terms of, you know, it's like, okay, here's this big hype up of the, uh, of the Shinra Corporation and everything. And then all of a sudden you're chasing some white dude with with gray hair, and I'm like, well, what happened? And then the, you know, they, they I think I thought they I never didn't really get the, the connect of I thought we we're supposed to be saving Shinra um, or the um, Midgar, but then we kind of leave the place and everything. I mean, with stuff like that, um, 
it was still like this journey to find this really really awesome like guy that you wanted to fight right it, it hyped up this villain of Sephiroth and you just kind of ch- trying to chase him down and it was weird in terms of the story and everything but it was still like, really really cool yeah, yeah. I didn't know what was going to happen because because it was so weird I didn't know what was going to happen and I actually did like the characters and and in, in, in terms of uh, just interacting with them and they seem to be more real because the script because you know you not even to this day you get a, a, a PG-13 script like that you know what I mean yeah, it's like a supernatural thriller, I think is the best way to think about it. <laughs> yeah, it had a different kind of vibe to it, rather than just trying to be steampunk or trying to be this or trying to be that. Yeah. It, it felt like its own thing. And it was like, what is happening, right? And then they slowly reveal what is ever's happening to you. Right, right, right. And Chrono Trigger, is like, like Zach says, this is, a, this is a fun game that was intense at times, but then it was light. It was light most of the time. This is a fun kind of, you know shonen anime kind of thing and uh there's just so much to do and explore and mess with the timeline and see like what and some experimentation too because it's like well, what happens if i go to this dungeon at this time error you know um and that's what this made so much fun it's like the fact like what do i do if i do this and what do i do if i do this and what if i do this thing of events at this time and what if I do, you know, there's just so much of that kind of stuff, you know, just, just never got old. Yeah, it's so, a lot of fun. Yes, yes, so th- those two are probably way up there. Yeah, it's the first well-written time travel story I think I've ever read. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one that's yeah. completely consistent anyway. There are rules. <laughs> rules are good. Yeah. Oh, that's am, I cool. supposed no. to, am I supposed to answer this question also? <laughs> No, I think we did it last time. What, what is your favorite, though? It was something very obscure. Valkyrie Profile? Oh. Yeah, I'm going to keep that as my Ow. favorite. Mm. I'm going to keep that. <laughs> Hold that. No, fi- Final Fantasy VII is probably one of my most favorite JRPGs. Yeah, I do like VII Love a whole lot, but I think Valkyrie Love Profile it. edges it out just slightly because I think it's more interesting. But, you know, that's just me. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, hand wave. <laughs> Whatever. Um, this has been the Theology Gaming Book Club number two for Chrono Trigger. Yeah, we actually uh, finally did this. Yes. <laughs> Zachary, Justin, um, Zach, go ahead and plug where you uh, write from. Well, that place. Theology Gaming. That thing. So, theologygaming.com. I write there every day. So, please are, check Are that. you on the Twitters? I am also on the Twitters at Zachary Oliver. I know how boring. Justin, plug yourself, man. Oh, yeah, Zachary is spelled Z-A-C-H-E-R-Y. Don't get it wrong. Respect. Um, me plugging myself. Um, <laughs> um, <Okay>. Please <laughs> go to... Um, you yourself many times before. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm so used to doing this, like a weekly thing now. Um, uh, go to uh, release.com. That's the name of my game. Uh, R-E-E-L-I-S-E. R-E-E-L-I-S-E.com release.com uh, I'll give you skinny on the game and everything I'm trying to make Christian games that aren't terrible um just to be frank <laughs> um but um I'll that's be what I'm trying to do and you can find it on the information that, that's there and uh if you're a coder by the way too um cause I'm trying to kind of start a movement here with this thing um please hit me up on my on my emails my contact contacts are on the website as well and uh Hopefully we get some things accomplished because I am ready to do some more interesting things with um, with gaming and uh, and take it and break the fourth wall in terms of um, 
playing a game and also um, with the player themselves. So. Cool. That sounds good. So I'm Brian Hall. You can find me at johnnybgamer.com. Um, and that's it. Thanks for joining us for the book club. Later. Bye. Bye-bye.